Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. The Workplace Bullying Institute has found that up to 80% of women that are bullied in the workplace are bullied by other women. And other studies too have also shown that women who report to female bosses go on to experience a greater frequency of bullying. So much so that the new term Queen Bee Syndrome has now been coined. And I I asked people at the start of the programme today too if they wanted to share their experience with us. You could do so. And as a result of that, I have a number of emails that have come in and I'll come to those in a moment. But Terry Prone is the, the chairman of the communications clinic. Terry, are you surprised by that figure today that 80% of women who were bullied in the workplace are bullied by other female colleagues? Not at all, Andrea. The, the first thing to remember is that it's women who claim to have been bullied rather than women who are proven to have been bullied. But more importantly, the fact is that 25 years ago, I was probably the only woman in Ireland running a multimedia, a multi-million euro business that was exporting all over Europe. And now there are hundreds of women in that kind of role. So it is partly because women have moved into management And partly also, I suspect, because women reporting to them have a much better knowledge of what constitutes bullying. I mean, I I remember a guy in RTE when I was in my late teens, and this guy went through phones quicker than you ever saw. I mean, every single week, his two phones on his desk had to be replaced because he would have a screaming match with somebody, bang down the phone, and it would be broken. But everybody loved him because they knew it wasn't bullying. It was just the way he got on with things. There has always been a greater level of expectation of aggressive, overtly aggressive behavior from men, and very often a level of forgiveness that shouldn't have happened. But what's happening now is that women are saying, hang on a second, I don't have to be shouted at to be bullied. I can mm. be excluded. I can be, I can suffer that sideways glance between two other women in the workplace that say, oh, God, you're one again, don't go there. All of those um, almost invisible and very difficult to nail microaggressions that can add up to bully. Yeah. And so a lot of it then in your in your view is that maybe it's down to education, greater awareness, we're more in tune with the uh, maybe the legal position, you know, around bullying and and, and how to deal with it. Do work I, and the fact is that every every week Andrea, as you know, the workplace relations commission reports come through in media and so people are are able to look at an example of bullying by another woman or by a man and say, hey, that's what happened to me. They can identify and Mm. then take action if they want to. Okay. Is there a difference between sexes when it comes to bullying? Well, it's always been suggested that there's a difference between sexes when it comes to any kind of crime and bullying can become um, a personal crime. Um, In other words, uh, men, when they murder somebody, tend to stab them, strangle them or bludgeon them, whereas women in the past, anyway, when they 
decided to do in another human being tended to poison them, which is a quieter but equally lethal method of destruction. And I think there is very definitely uh, differences in the way that women bullied, the way men bully. Um, And I'll give you some examples in a second, but women tend, especially if they're in large organizations, they know the rules. And so they're not going to shout, they're not going to demean somebody in front of other people, but they may not be good at giving negative feedback and saying, you know, you really do need to concentrate on improving your performance in this regard. Mm. They may also use things that, you, if you're, uh, look, let's put it this way. If your boss uh, started to mispronounce your name all the time, it might be very irritating, but you'd be wary of saying she's doing this deliberately and I'm going to take action against her. And can I give all of your listeners the best advice I've Mm. ever given? Because we get a lot of people coming into my company complaining about being bullied. And the first time that I came across this was a, a woman who said that her male boss was all the time demeaning her, saying that she was useless at communications, she was terrible at meetings, and she was rotten at punctuality. And this woman tended to be reduced to tears and just want to get out of the office and stop this torture. And I told her two things. Number one, next time he calls you in and you know what it's for, bring a notepad, open it, and stand ready Mm. to take notes. And the second thing is ask for specifics. Sorry, can I hold you there for a minute? You say that I'm useless at meetings. Can you give me an example from a recent meeting? And the guy actually, when she went in with the notebook, the the very first time, said, what the hell are you doing taking notes? And fortunately, she had prepared for it. And she said, well, I take what you say to me very seriously. I report to you. And so I wanted to make sure that I had a record of the things that you're not satisfied with. Oh, exactly. He never called her in again. That was the end of that. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about this this morning because when I heard the the, the stats, Terry, earlier today, you know, like 80% is a huge proportion of the workforce. And for 80% of women that are bullied to say that they're being bullied by other women. Now, I know, as you said, these are um, this is the reported incidents and maybe it hasn't gone through the, the Workplace um, Relations Commission or that type of thing. But, like, for, for that level of people to feel that they're being bullied. It or is the, astonishing. It, it is genuinely well, do you know what? astonishing. I, it, it is. And it's a striking figure. And I was just thinking back on my own, like in all the different, you know, um, jobs or industries or whatever that I've, you know, worked in throughout my um, entire, you know, work and life from, from every, every age. Like, I've had one or two who were difficult, um, very difficult. And I would say they were, it was more kind of Bitchy. That's how I describe it, you know, and, and made things difficult. And and in, in these cases, like they were women. And that's just my own experience of it, you know. And, and I have to say, I don't know if I was that terribly surprised. Maybe that the stat was 80 percent. But like, I don't know that overall 
But in general, I was, you know, just so astonished by this today because I do think it's there. And I have a number of emails in from people who've got in touch now about this. Um, uh-huh. I might, do you know what? We've got Elaine on the line in, in County Mayo. Um, stay with us, Terry. Elaine, you've been listening to this and, and, and you got in touch. What's your experience? What happened? Uh, hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, I, my experience is quite a long time ago now. But uh, I ran into trouble at work one day when I just got a shot in the dark out of nowhere. A girl just started scre- came in and started screaming at me at my desk. And um, I have no idea why. She started calling me names and saying that she was never going to speak to me again. And it was just a whole load of abuse in front of other people. So I was very confused and shaken about it at the time. So I... She left my office. She was in working in a different office with a different group of people. And um, I immediately got up and went after her and asked her, like, what's happened? What's going on here? Why is this happening? And um, she said she didn't want to talk to me about it. And if I didn't leave her office, she'd put a door through my face. So I left and I left it for the rest of the day. And I had a busy afternoon and then I contacted management. I actually contacted her again and I just said, look, if we can't sort this out, I'm going to have to go to management. Mm. And um, I got the same read of abuse back off her again. So I contacted management and everything went silent. So after that, it was weeks and weeks and weeks of letters and emails and union talk and all of that sort of thing. Management just did not want to know. They just did not want to know. And I actually think the problem was they didn't have the skills to deal with it. Okay. So, um, doesn't excuse it though. No. And what, what actually happened was I just wanted a reason why it, I wanted to know why, what had I, had I done something that I was unaware of? Uh, I was dri- driving myself cracked mm. at the time, walking around going, what have I done? Did I say something wrong? Did I make an inappropriate comment? You know, you start kind of questioning yourself mm. the whole time. And uh, I got nowhere. But what was very um, apparent was it was a fairly large institution and all women and everybody started treating me differently. Off everybody. The back of this. Yeah, you just, you suddenly became alone. That was it. So it went on for months. I know it went on for about three months at the time with me pushing and pushing, pushing for a resolution because I knew the longer that it went... I was afraid of something else happening, you know, somebody else coming at me from another direction or whatever. And eventually, anyway, this particular um, person, like they did get a written warning, but it didn't mean anything. You know, there was no example set. There was no, nobody else really knew about it. Um, you know, my job didn't change. Her job didn't change. Everything, everybody went about their business, but everybody treated me differently. Everybody changed on. though towards, yeah. to, towards you, and then, Elaine? Yeah, and then it happened to me twice again, pretty, a couple of years later for, with a different member of staff, also female, and um, she actually did it right in front of the direct person I was working for. So he witnessed the whole thing. And again, I had to go through the whole process mm-hmm. all over again. And unions, everything, the unions are very difficult to deal with. You can't get them on the phone when you really need them and you need to answer an email or something like that. They're not available management it was a different man- manager at the time okay. and she was new 
So that went on for a very long time and eventually, again, all I asked for was an apology for treating me like that and, you know, and saying, you know, why did it happen? Please apologise and can we make sure this doesn't happen again? So in that particular instance, um, uh, outside mediation came in and I agreed to go to mediation with the other member of staff, but the other member of staff refused. So I ended up going into mediation with my, my manager actually stood in for the other mem- member of staff, which I'm not sure is legal, but anyway, okay. that's what happened. Yeah. And, at, and at the time, anyway, I was going through a lot. I had two very sick parents. And um, anyway, uh, my, and my mom died a few months later, yes. so I, I just left. You left to Jillian, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to ask you that. Well, you know, because your whole, like, you know, your your workplace is a huge part of your life. I mean, you spend so much time, you know, uh, in it every day. And like when, when the working environment, when it's not good, it's very difficult. I was difficult. 15 years there. So I left with nothing. I know. And, and looking back, I'm sure that's still, in, that's still, you know, infuriating, Elaine. Yeah, well, it just makes me sad. Like, I'm nervous yeah. even talking to you about it today. It's a long time since I talked about it. Okay. So. Well, look, I appreciate you sharing your story with us because I think when when a lot of people saw these figures this morning, you know, they, they were quite surprised. But, I mean, I can tell you, like I mentioned this at the start of the show, we were going to be talking about it and, and you and, and many, many others have sent in emails. So it's it's maybe a lot more common than, than people think. But, um, look, I do appreciate you, you know, joining us today and, and, and just given us an insight into into your experience. I think I've got Mary as well. Is Mary with us on the line? Um, yeah, hi, how hi, are Mary, you? How are you? What how happened, are you? What happened to you, Mary? Oh, Mary was awful. It's back, oh God, it's seven years ago now. And I was working for a top law firm uh, in Ireland. And I was there for 15 years. I worked for one of the top ladies. I was her PA. Um, I was doing a good job. I got great bonuses every year. She looked after me really well. She was lovely to work for, and I worked for other people as well. And um, they brought in this HR, this system. Basically, it wasn't just me. It was other people bringing in this um, kind of testing on your typing, testing on your word, testing on your, um, your all the systems you use. And basically putting you down, they, no training, but doing these tests and saying, well, if you fail this. Now, I was working as a PA. I, was, I wasn't... Um, Doing those systems, I was booking flights. My boss travelled, you know, did a lot of travelling. I was organising meetings. I was that standard. But basically, I wasn't doing documents day to day. So a lot of the tests I did, I failed. And when I just said to him, well, I need training, whatever. We'll give you training, we'll give you training. And I was called into rooms and told, oh, you need to do, you're not doing your job, you're not good at your job, you need to up your game. The HR lady told me. I was like, what? I've been here 15 years. I'm working for one of the top ladies in the firm. And I've been told I'm not able to do my job. I was absolutely yeah. scandalous. We yes. were basically bullied. So many people were called in, not just me, other girls were called in by HR and told, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So many people left. I know one girl that left, yeah. a friend of mine. Do you, and, do, she, do, do, and she, she left as, as well over the, oh, over the back, yeah. She and left do, because she, she couldn't cope with these tests that she would, and okay. this girl was the best girl. Okay. Can I ask you, Terry, like, I, I just wonder, I mean, Elaine talked about her experience there from, you know, a, a number of years ago and, and, and Mary as well. Like, are workplaces better equipped 
to deal with this now, like to know that, you know, if somebody comes and, 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 and reports an incident and, you know, even like claims, you know, X, Y or Z happened, that like, there is a protocol that has to be followed. They're much better, particularly the very large organisations, the international firms. They have protocols that snap into place the minute anybody makes a complaint. And so the very first thing they do is get all of the details and then it goes into a system. And they also understand that delay is awful and that they need to move quickly. So the, the situation generally is much better. However, Elaine mentioned a human reality that everybody needs to remember, which is that the minute it got out in her company that she was accusing somebody and that she wanted an apology for bad behavior, everybody withdrew from her. And that's important because people want to survive in the ecosystem that they work within. And so if somebody looks like trouble, and it wasn't clear from what Elaine said, whether it, it, were, it was a superior person, a person mm. that she was reporting to, or simply a colleague that, that abused her in this strange way. Um, people will all the time think, without meaning to think it, well, maybe I'll be safer if I keep out of it. And that's one of the things that people need. Anybody listening who thinks that they have been bullied, if one of the other people, and particularly one of the other women, and I don't want to be sexist, but this does happen, uh, says to you, look, Andrea, you are, I saw her being horrible to you the other day. The immediate answer is not to break down in tears or to say, oh, you noticed, but to say, okay, if I go to the Workplace Relations Commission, will you give evidence to that effect? But you see, a lot because of the time, Terry, ter- ter- though, a lot of the time, like the, the person who did witness it, witness it and, 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 you know, will, will tell you that privately, they won't necessarily want to do that. They don't, like, you know. Absolutely. And you need to be very realistic. Um, nine out of ten of the people who give you overt sympathy are only gossiping. They're actually enjoying your problem vicariously. And that's why you need to call them out and to mm. realize, okay, there ain't no progress okay. in this at all. But the other thing, the, the, the situation with Mary, the question that I'm sorry, but I have to ask is, she said repeatedly that she worked for a wonderful lady in this legal firm. Where was the wonderful lady when she was being tested and demeaned? Mm, yeah, no, I know. I know. I, I know. And um, have we more detail? Maybe we might maybe go back to, to, to Mary on that. But I think, let me bring in James. Let me bring in James, though, as well. Uh, Terry, James is on the line. James, you've been listening to this and we're talking about bullying in the workplace. Um, what's your experience? Yeah, hi. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah. I know I'm not a lady talking about a lady bullying me, but I, we, in the place I worked, we had a lady working for us, and she was very, um, it was almost a high art. She had it down to, you know, she'd go silent on you for, you know, a month at a time. Um, she'd get in snide remarks, and she'd be laughing at the same time. So when she'd have made a sly remark, it was all a joke, you know, and, She'd walk away before you'd have time to um, kind of for it to register. And, um, of course, she was friends with all the hierarchy, and you couldn't do anything about it, and you couldn't accuse her of anything because 
it was all a joke and a laugh for, you know, she'd start talking to you again after a month after being silent with you. So, um, yeah, we had trouble in, in where I worked and um, there was a lot of other staff experienced the same with this particular person. Mm. So, you know, it could have been a man doing it, I suppose, but I know this lady anyway had it down to a high art. Psychological kind of bullying, I would have called it. And if anybody that I would know was going to hire her, I would say, no, don't, you know. This lady's a, a bully. Would you, would, would, like, did anyone, was it reported to management at all or anybody up the chain or HR or anything like that? Um, it wasn't reported, you know. Okay. I wouldn't be the kind of person who'd report unless one of my colleagues went and reported okay. it. But everybody, all my colleagues knew, like, and she was talked about, you know. Um... But she never did anything kind of, I suppose, too damaging, you know, that you would instantly go to. But it was always subtle, always little, always kind of picking at you like a like a, like a, a woodpecker, you know. It was always so every day you knew there was something, she was going to say something, she was going to be silent with you for an hour or something. Mm. And it always felt that, you know, what did I do wrong? I know. And you, know? you see, it's it's the impact then that that kind of thing has. And like, you know, you're nearly half dreading then sometimes going into work or the impact on your performance and work, your confidence. Like, that's the other thing I would find. Like, it's, it's the effect it can have on your, on any individual's confidence when they're in work. You start to question yourself and, you know, you're thinking, am I doing something right? And so-and-so's talking about you. And like that, that can, it can absolutely, it can have a, can have a huge, huge impact on people. And um, there's more emails um, coming into us as well here now about this today. Look, lunchtime live at newstalk.com if you want to share your story with us. I leave it there for the moment though. James and uh, Elaine and, and Mary and Terry Prone too, chairman of the communications clinic. Terry, thanks a million for your time here on Lunchtime Live. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.